Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% this is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans, high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Thanks for joining me. Our two guests today, from 9 to 9.30, Randy Jones from East Troy Basketball Club. From 9.30 to 10, David Casey, Milwaukee Baseball Academy. We'll talk to uh, both of these guys. They're doing great work with our youth in, in different sports. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about Randy Jones. And I've not met him, uh, but I keep hearing the great stuff that he does with the East Troy Basketball Club. And I thought, well, let me reach out to him. And then I've, uh, we have a mutual friend who said he's probably not going to call you back. He does not like shining any light on the stuff he's doing. He likes to just go about his business. But I got a hold of him, convinced him to come on for a couple of segments, because I think uh, we, we see this, uh, this whole thing very similar. Uh, he is Randy Jones, director of the East uh, Troy Basketball Club. Randy, how you been? Been great. Uh, great morning. Weather's been nice. Kids have been able to get outside and and work on their games, and uh, that's all you can ask for in this day and day and age with our COVID yeah. stuff going around. You know, hundred hundred percent, Randy. Hey, can we talk a little bit about your background, where you grew up, where you went to high school, things like that? Well, I grew up in East Troy. I've been living here my whole life, so that's sorry to say, sixty years now. Um, so. You know, I think with any community, and there's a lot of people that are listening out there that can relate to this. At some point in time, uh, when I was still playing, and I played a lot, I was lucky enough to get involved with some other individuals who like to play outside of, even after college. But at some point in time, you want to give back to the community. So I thought this was the best way that I could. So I'm, or it's probably 30 years now. That I kind of started something, and it has gradually built up to where it is now. And we're lucky enough, again, lucky enough to live in a community where parents and and people have helped me along the way, and it's kind of grown into something that we're where we've seen some success for the last boy, fifteen, twenty years. Randy, when we talked the other day, and and you said, hey, look. Anytime that I think about, okay, this uh, maybe this will be my last year, along comes a guy, a friend of mine who has a son that says, hey, I'm going to have my son join the East Troy Basketball Club. Can you just stick stick around for just another four or five years so you get a chance to coach my son? And you go, okay, I'll probably do that. And then, you know, near the end of that kid, now there's another one coming. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's hard, man. But doing this stuff keeps you young, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's the ultimate fountain of youth. I was um, an elementary physical education teacher for a number of years, and being around young people, you know, if you could bottle up their energy, you could run, boy, you'd have the power to run a large community for a number of years because they never stop. And you have to be along those same lines when you're, 
interacting with them or you're going to be left behind by them. And it's the, that's that's the, one of the best things, one of the most enjoyable things about working with young people. Hey, um, Randy, let's talk a little bit about uh, East Troy Basketball Club. What age do you start kids? Is it co-ed? Is it only boys? And uh, let's talk about the numbers. Do, do you guys cut? Well, let's start right now with how how old. What, what's the age that you start with? We start with kindergarten kids. So it's uh, we have we usually have two groups that practice together. So it's kindergarten first, second and third, fourth, fifth, and then sixth, seventh, and eighth all work together. Um, we. You know, we don't necessarily have these huge numbers other communities have. At times we do. And uh, we're lucky enough to be in a district where the schools are allow us to use their facilities so we can get, you know, these these teams in. And I think this is really important, able to get enough practice time to really make a difference in terms of making them a better basketball player. Yeah, that uh, that part when when you were talking about you know uh, how happy you are um, that that the East Shore community you know likes what you're doing, it's it's hard in 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 different communities throughout the state, similar sizes East Troy, for somebody to be able to run a basketball club and be able to get enough practice enough court time to make the kids you know better basketball players there's just not enough courts and and if there are enough courts then all of a sudden you have an administrator or somebody that you know is in charge of the court saying no we don't really want to have the lights turned on at night and so you know what you're lucky in East Troy that people understand the importance of not only to develop kids you know in a sport like basketball but the amount of lessons these kids can learn from being part of a team oh it's you know, it's. I think it's huge, and maybe not just basketball. You know, there's other youth sports out there that uh, can teach those same lessons, and I think it's imperative that schools, you know, across the state, uh, and they shouldn't be empty. You should allow kids to go. And I, you know, we've always said, well, what else are they doing? If they're not going to come in for practice. There's so many options now for kids to have that really, to me, are they sitting home and and playing video games? Are they sitting home and watching TV? Are they, I mean, it all involves that word sit. If you can get kids active on a, on a regular basis, and again, it doesn't necessarily have to be basketball. It can be a number of other things. But I think active is the key word again there. Being a FIA teacher, that's, that's the best you can hope for is having your son or daughter being active. And I tell parents all the time, if, in order to, you know, if they're on the, on the fence about getting their son or daughter involved, well, if you went to a health club and tried to get them this active over the course of a, a winter's time, five or six months, it would probably cost them, you know, 500 to to $1,000. In here, it's very relatively inexpensive, if any money at all, and they have an opportunity to get their son or daughter active throughout the whole winter. So it's it's a great opportunity for kids and a great opportunity for parents to get their kids active. And we're talking with Randy Jones. He is Director of Operations for the East Troy Hoops Club. Um, Randy, and, and I cut you off before, is, is this co-ed? 
Uh, sometimes with our younger kids, if the girls program do not have kids at that specific age group, and I, I honestly do not know what our girls program, how far down they go, because um, we're our program right now are kind of split. I run the boys program. Someone else runs the girls side, but we will take girls if there's not an available place for them to play. I've worked with girls in the past. My first girl I worked with, I can tell you a little story here, was a girl that was a friend of mine, and the girls program, they did kind of have a girls program back then, but it wasn't as strong as he would like it. So I got her involved, and so she was actually playing on my boys' team, and it was fifth grade, when she started so she cut her hair and she practiced with us and then she goes well can i come to tournaments yeah sure you can come to tournaments so she would go to tournaments with us and play and she was obviously she was uh, a very good player she ended up getting a scholarship to play by the time she got through and it was you know she played with us for a couple of years before she started just solely playing with the girls program but it was pretty interesting as she went through us for a couple of years playing and practicing with us. It was fun. I, man, I love that. Hey, we uh, we have a mutual friend, and, and uh, in fact, we have a few mutual friends. And, and we had a conversation. I'm not going to name names, but one of the things that drives both of us a little bit crazy is uh, this friend had a son who um, was actually out of town uh, playing in a basketball tournament when the area that he lives in, they had tryouts for, you know, the, the, um, the, the youth team from the, the, the high school in that area. And he was like in Orlando playing on a pretty high level AAU team. So he missed the tryout, came back and they said, well, no rules are rules. Um, you, you can't be part of this team. And we had that conversation and started laughing because I, I that's the kind of stuff that drives me absolutely crazy, Randy. It drives me absolutely crazy. You've got a young kid who's obviously really talented. He's playing at a high level on a high AAU team that's down at the Nationals in Orlando the same time that you're going to have your tryouts. And when he comes home and wants to play on the team in his community with his friends, they say, nope, I'm sorry, tryouts for last weekend. You're out of town. There's nothing we can do about it. And I think that those are the things that turn off kids and turn off players and, and parents to the point where they just go, oh, forget it. I, I'm not, there's too much red tape to get involved in this thing. And I think you and I agree to, look, this is, it is a game. We're having fun here. And if a kid wants to play, let's give him a chance to play. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, people, contact me all the time about getting their son involved and they say, well, one of your tryouts, one of your, you know, things of that nature. And I've always been of the opinion that just walks through the doors, you know, we'll get your information. We'll sign them up at that time, but let's go. If your son has uh, an interest in playing basketball, I am going to be the last person to stand in his way of allowing that to happen. And you know, and I know, you never know when a, when a boy is or girl is a young age, second, third, fourth grade, you never know how that person's going to develop. You never know how they're going to, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they, they could be one of your best players. 
Right. And I, I don't get how, you know, at those young ages, anyone allows, you know, and I, and I, and I guess some districts are big enough where they have tryouts and they're going to have two, two teams, probably limited space to practice. So they've got to, you know, make their cuts or do those types of things. I, I can't ever remember. I've always told parents, hey, you know what, we'll try it out here for a week or two weeks. And if the kid gets along with the other kids, and I don't care what time of the year it is. And if he gets along with and I've never, at the end of the day, sent that kid home and said, well, it's not going to work out. It's always worked out. I mean, you're going to make it work out. Right. And you're going to give that kid an opportunity to make himself a better person, give him an opportunity to make himself a better player. Hey, Randy, I'll tell you a quick story before we get to a break. Uh, very seldom on any of my shows do I just open up the phone lines and say, call in. And we tried it one time, and a guy called in, told my producer that I, I'd like to talk to Coach McGivern. He, he coached my son, did a great job. Well, the guy got on, and he said, hey, you ruined my son's basketball career. I go, I did? How'd I do that? He said, you coached him in sixth and seventh grade, and and he was a power forward, and you tried to make him play, you know, face in the basket. I said, are you Carl Malone's dad? And he said, no. And I said, I had a power forward in sixth grade, and I didn't know it? <laughs> and he said, yeah, you ruined his career because you kept making him try to, you know, uh, dribble the ball and face the basket. I said, well, was he tall? He goes, yeah, he was big. Sixth, seventh grade, he was like 5'10". And I said, oh, and he's older now? Yeah. Well, how tall is he now? Well, he's 5'10". And I said, well, <laughs> so what I tried to do is get him to play at the next level was he able to play in high school? And he said, well, a little, yeah, I guess. And I said, so if I had him going block to block, being Carl Malone, and then he gets to high school, and now he's got to be a guard? He said, I don't want to talk to you anymore, and he hung up. And I thought, I'm not going to open the phone lines anymore. I couldn't believe Randy. <laughs> I had Carl Malone in sixth grade, and I didn't know it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just, uh, that's why we don't open the phone lines very often. People lie, and then they want to come on and rip me. We are talking with Randy Jones, East Troy Hoops Club. He's the director, and does a really good job. And again, in the circles I run, I talk to a ton of basketball people. And a ton of basketball people have said, have you had Randy Jones on? And I go, no. And I, I don't know if he'll come on. I've been told he doesn't like doing stuff like this. And I said, you need to reach out because we, we just really have a lot of respect. My son played for him or my son played against some of his teams. And uh, he does a great job. And he does it for the right reason. That's the other part, Randy, that people keep saying to me. He does it for the right reason. So I want to thank you for that. We're going to continue our conversation with Randy on the other side of the break. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. We are brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? We are joined by Randy Jones. He is uh, the director of the East Troy Hoops Club. And uh, does a really good job up there. Randy, let's get in the weeds just a little bit with this. Um, you had talked about 
uh, as far as costs and stuff, what, what is the, is there an annual, a yearly cost? Is there, uh, depending on how many tournaments or leagues or uh, what is the cost for kids to join uh, the East Troy Hoops Club? Well, it goes from uh, like our kindergarten, first grade. They're not involved with games at all. Uh, basically just practices. Uh, so that, I believe right now our fee is 50 bucks. And that would be running, you know, paying for basketballs and things, jerseys, you know, practice jerseys, things of that nature. And and the program for most kids, for most of our kids, runs from the end of October, November through uh, February. And then our older kids will, like, go through March. And, like, some of our uh, younger groups are third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders. You know, they've already started practices. If we could get into the gyms, and right now it's limited because of the COVID stuff, but if they could, they, we would. Last year we were in through, started in September, and again went through March. And then if kids want to continue practicing, continue working on their games, uh, we again continue through all the way through till July. So, you know, our big thing is. If you want to reach your potential, that's a hard thing. I remember when I first started this, it was always the the kid who had the teacher who had the key to get in a gym or knew someone and or the the dad was the coach and you could get in a gym that way. Those kids, you know, they they usually turned out to be special players. Why? Because they could use the facilities right on a on a nightly basis. So my big thing was we've got to we've got to allow every kid to have a, a teacher as a parent. We would allow every kid to have a coach to allow them in. And our big thing is you can be as good as you want to be. If you want to get in and work on your stuff on a nightly basis, and we we kind of call it you know time sharing with other you uh, other age groups so let's say i have a fourth grader who practices three days a week but they want more practice time okay come in for with our when our sixth seventh and eighth grade practice on those off days and you can practice with them because basically the skill work the skill set stuff is is the same i mean you're doing a lot of the same things because you have to in terms of your ball handling or your, your your passing or your shooting, so they can they can you know timeshare off of those other age groups, so they could if they want they could come in five days a week. Wow! So and, it works out great. Go ahead. And when you said fifty dollars for the kindergartners, is that fifty dollars a month or for the the year? No, that's for the that's for the entire year. Oh, man. And then <laughs> Randy, uh, hey Randy, uh, that's that's one drive through at McDonald's for me. Well, not anymore, but <laughs> man, fifty bucks—it's a rounding well, error. Yeah, and and then it, it'll go up because by the time they get into, you know, third grade up through eighth grade, you now you're you are talking about getting in leagues or tournaments. So yeah. I want to say it's two hundred bucks from that point forward for the um, year for the whole season. Yes. Yeah, Randy, you got to start listening to my youth sports show because you're, you know, people from East Troy are saying, "McGiver, don't say it," but you might want to listen to what other people you're competing with are charging because you might want to uptick that just a little bit. <laughs> just so you know, 
Yeah, yeah, I think I think you want to make it accessible. You want to make it affordable for for parents and and again offer them a program where their son is going to or daughter is going to get the best possible bang for their buck. And again, when you talk to kids, and again, you know this, your coach. The, the that first minute of practice that they're in there till the last minute they leave, you know, we're looking to get better. And uh, through my experience, my, you know, and other people may have had different experiences, is if you practice twice a week, you're going to maintain that skill set you have. If you practice three days a week, you're going to improve on it. And so our big goal as kids move forward is at least get in the gym three days a week so we, so we can see some improvement. And again, that's, you know, I guess that's why you're there is to see some type of, and not only as in a, in a basketball skill sense, but as a person, you know, hopefully you're improving them as a person through leadership skills or, or uh, working with teammates, all those types of things. So, Hey, hey Randy, how early do you have a feeling? And, and one of the kids that I got a chance to coach against that you worked um, with a lot was A.J. Vukovic, who is, you know, a big-time athlete, big-time baseball player, but a really good basketball player and as, as competitive as a kid as I've ever coached against, I think. And I coached for a long time. And I'm wondering how early in, in a young man's life like that did you go, okay, we, okay, there, there's something different about this, this kid. He's, he's, he might, he might have it. Yeah, I think right away, if you see a, uh, a player, you know, and it takes a combination of things. It takes, first of all, that physical ability, which not all, not all kids have. And then it takes that mental, I'm not going to lose, or I'm going to compete in the drills, I'm going to compete in games, and you you do sense that with some of those kids. And in the, you don't necessarily have to have a kid to have these great physical tools if they're competing on a on a daily basis, getting into practice and working hard. Boy, they can still offer a plenty for a team as as they get older. And AJ was one that when he started with us, you could pretty much sense it right away that he was not. He was he was going to work hard every day he was in there. And it's, you know, he's the kind of kid that I remember being in a league game and we're sitting in the gym and, and he walks in, comes down, and it was our sixth graders, walks in the gym, and, of course, all the kids are idolizing because of who he is, comes down, sits sits down next to me, and the kids are like, Coach, Coach, that's A.J. Vukovic. <laughs> and he sat down and watched the game, and then he came to the next game, then he came to the next game, and he was there all day with wow. all my teams. And it was, the kids loved it, and that's just, and a lot of our older kids come back. The, as soon as they walk in the gym, they they got their shoes, they jump in. Tanner Plum, who ended up playing at West Point, yeah. came back to visit, had his gear, my kids are running the drill. My sixth, seventh, and eighth grade takes the stuff off. And he goes, hey, coach, remember I brought my stuff. Now, here's a college player who ended up being MVP of their team. Jumped in the drill and never looked back. Played played yeah. with us the whole hour and a half. So, you know, you know what special. that said? And you know, Randy, what it says about, about your group and about you and about the people that you surrounded yourself with. 
but it, it says that you're doing things the right way. If you work with kids who never want to come back and see you, they never want to. They never want to come back and 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 come and watch your your younger kids play. They they don't want to be a part of it. You know what? Then you've got to think. Okay, maybe we need to tweak some things because I want this to be an experience where these kids want to come back and and see us. Hey, were you at the East Troy Martin Luther game, uh, the sectional semis? Yes, yes, I was. So yes, I you know, was. Randy, we every single practice that year. We we did drills to stand your feet, high hand, close out, short choppy steps, close out, high hand, yeah, high yeah. hand, stand your feet, stand your feet, stand yep. your feet. Yeah. That kid on the baseline, and it wasn't a very good shot fake, to be honest with you. And our kid went flying past. And I thought, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what else we could have done with that. I'm not, and I'm when I'm telling you that we did a stand your feet high hand close out high hand <laughs> every single practice and then to go back and watch that so the last time i saw aj in this group we was at a pick and save store at mcguanago and we had a pick and save student athlete of the week from east troy and i reminded aj that i you know we played i coached against him three times we beat him twice and being the smart boy that AJ was, he goes, yeah, but who won the big one, coach? I said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You stay away from me. You go home. You Don't tell your daddy to call me anymore either. <laughs> boy, a big smile. It just, what a what a good group of kids that was. Coach, what I didn't realize, because, you know, didn't have a lot of time with them or to talk to them. I coached against them. But then I had them at state fair as a group, and they all came in to, to do my high school show. And then I saw them at Pick and Save. And those guys hung out together. I mean, they hung out together. It's not like one showed up in a car and another showed up in a car and another showed up. They showed up together. They were high-fiving. They were laughing. They were making fun of each other. They were throwing grapes at each other. And I just sat back and watched the dynamic of it and went, okay, you know what? They're doing something right. You know, this this group of guys enjoy hanging out yeah. together, and I thought that was really good. And that it seems to me that that goes all the way back to the things that 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 you did with them uh, at the East Troy Hoops Club. So I I really uh, I appreciate your willingness to give back to the community, Randy. Um, now, I, now I convinced you to come on for a half hour. Next time I'm going to ask you for the whole hour because I got about 25 <laughs> more questions for you. But I knew it was going to be tough to get you. To even give me a half hour, but so right, this is easy stuff, right? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And you know, <laughs> yeah. as much as you know, it's me. There's a thousand other me's out there in the state that are doing uh, great things with kids, and they, they don't get sometimes they don't get the recognition they sorely sorely deserve. And I just hope parents appreciate those people that are doing those things in our communities. You know, when I do get you for an hour, it's actually gonna I'm gonna do three segments with you and I'd like to get Mrs. Jones on for a segment and find out. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> there you go. He is Randy Jones. He's the director of East Troy Hoops Club. And I, like I said, never heard a bad word about the man that he's just, he gives the, he does this for the right reason. So Randy, thank you so much. Uh, have a good weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, have a good weekend yourself. Thank you. We're uh, getting to a break. Other side of the break, David Casey, Milwaukee baseball Academy. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what the COVID has done for uh, Milwaukee Baseball Academy and find out some of the things that are going on. We haven't had him on for a while. He used to be my co-host, and I miss talking to him a lot. 
Uh, but we will get to him on the other side of the break. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, now joined by the owner and president of Milwaukee Baseball Academy. He's David Casey. David, how you doing? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate your willingness to come on. It's been uh, it's been too long. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of what you guys do at Milwaukee Baseball Academy. And I wanted to just reach out to you and, and, and check in and see how you're doing and, and how things are going at Milwaukee Baseball Academy. Uh, I know that, uh, that that high school summer league didn't happen, correct? It did um, on a little, it, it did on a scale that wasn't as big as our first year. So, uh, you know, some schools were forced not to play, right. didn't use their field, whatever the case may be. But there was uh, maybe eight schools or so that we didn't want to shut the league down for the schools that could play. So, um, Boy, you know, and, we, we still let it happen. And David, I know that because that, I was involved with you guys um during year one and, and you'd come in and we'd record and the excitement level of, of, you know, getting through those growing pains in the beginning and learning exactly, okay, this didn't work. So we're going to try this, but this really worked well. The excitement level for you guys going into year two was really high. And the, and what you did in year one was really good and gave these kids an opportunity to play that how disappointing it had to be for you guys to, to have to take a step back. But I, I think it was a really good move not to shut the thing down. Yeah, I mean, if, um, you know, schools and municipalities or whatever were going to let their kids outside to play finally after, you know, however many months we wanted to be an avenue where they could get some innings in. So, you know, eight teams or whatever, ten teams, I, I think somewhere in there, were able to get some games in. We were pretty hands-off with it. We just kind of organized some umpires and, um, let the teams kind of make their own schedule and play as many games as they wanted. Um, and, you know, I think they were able to do that. And then looking forward, you know, not sure what we're going to be able to do going forward because uh, the new WIAA kind of um, schedule, uh, moving things back to late June with the state tournament. Not sure it's going to make sense to do the summer league this coming year either. So COVID. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I thought, oh, man. Milwaukee yeah. Baseball Academy is not going to be happy. And look, you were my co-host for a couple of years on a couple of different shows, and you're never shy to to uh, to say what you feel, what you're feeling. I was kind of happy that that moment you were not on the air because we would have had it have somebody on the seven second dump button because you would not been you would have not been happy. Hey, so COVID. For you guys, how has that affected your numbers? Are you are you doing any tryouts coming up, or are you still looking for kids? Tell me what's going on with you guys. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's had an impact for sure. So we um, about last Thanksgiving we opened up a second location in Menominee Falls. Um, so things were going well, um, and then our w- once COVID hit, we had to shut both down from about mid March to. I don't know, end of April, something like that. Yep. Um, and uh, the Milwaukee location never opened up again. So we're now permanently shut there, and we've moved all of our operations up to Menominee Falls. Um, and so we're operating out of there. So that's kind of 
that was kind of a change. We had to uh, adjust on the fly. Um, and But as far as the rest of the stuff, I mean, we got a full summer season in. We're in the midst of getting a full fall season in. Um, and next year, you know, we're growing as far as numbers. And uh, so, you know, pretty happy with where we're at considering the circumstances. Hey, tell me about the facility in the falls. I've not been to that one. Yeah, it's a little smaller right now. Um, four cages, a, a nicer build-out, a really nice weight room. Um, and we're kind of waiting for COVID to get under control. And once we're sure that it's behind us, we'll, we have room to expand. So um, we're hoping it's a one a one-year thing where we're going to be operating kind of in this smaller place uh, and then we'll kind of bust through the walls and and uh, make it a little bigger going into next off season where is that located um it's it's on the service road to 4145 so you can you can see uh you can see the highway from our front door just down the road from uh, the woodman's there i don't know if you're Perfect. familiar i do yep very yeah. familiar yeah so it's on so the it's leon right on uh, leon, leon leon road yeah in in menominee falls and uh, boy, it's uh, at least it's very centrally located. Obviously, it's yeah. from the east side of Milwaukee. It's probably 15, 20 minutes from Wauwatosa, yeah. from Brookfield. It's probably 15, 20 minutes. And then all of the people in the falls in Germantown, um, Sussex, uh, it's closer. That's a really good, I think, location for you. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited about it. So, um, you know, we loved our old location. Um, and it had its advantages and stuff, but I think this new location will open us up to more customers for sure, more players. So let's talk uh, before we get to a break. I'm still looking for some players uh, to round out some of the 2021 summer teams, and I'm I'm uh, I'm looking at at your website right now, and like the 16s, you're looking for a pitcher and or a fielder, or a catcher, or a pitcher for the 17s. Um, so there, and, and a pitcher or fielder for the 18s. And right on their website, it's MilwaukeeBaseballAcademy.com. You can take a look at uh, what they're looking for. If you've got a son that has some interest, there is. Uh, you can email Rob and uh, and ask any questions that you have. The website will give you most of the answers you're looking for. But if you're interested in trying out or learning more about some coaching opportunities, um, Rob would be the guy for uh, uh, to answer all those questions. And, and I think if I read this right, he's the director of operations now for you, correct? Yeah, he's running all the teams. I'm really lucky I was able to uh, bring Rob Rob Hagedorn over. Uh, he's running everything on the team aspect and our marketing aspect of things. Um, and then, as you know, I have Sam Keller over there, too, and he's plays a major role with us. So I got some really, really good guys uh, supporting what NBA does. You know, if, if Sam could have hit the ball a little further, maybe I'd be impressed that he's in, on your staff. But, I mean, he was like a punch and Judy hitter, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I am kidding. If you don't know Sam, um, he hit the ball a long way. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's our strength guy. So, he uh, he didn't. he's not a fan of singles. He likes the guys who can uh, stretch out those extra base hits and homers. Well, he would love me in the church softball league. I hit more double. I hit more doubles in the singles than you can ever imagine. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, hitting a gap. My, you know, when I was playing, all I hoped is if I hit a one hopper to the right fielder. And the deal was, if I ever got thrown out by the right fielder, I was just gonna get my stuff, get to my car, and never play again. That was the uh, that was the whole deal there. Hey, how uh, how are how are your numbers? Your numbers um, as far as kids playing for Milwaukee Baseball Academy, where you want them to be? Yeah, no, I mean, so like I said, we grew in in numbers of teams. Uh, obviously, like you said, we're looking for one or two at a couple levels to round out the rosters, but um, we're really happy with where we're at with the number of teams. Rob did a great job putting all those together. Um, and, uh, you know, now we're kind of heading into the off season where we do our, our training from October to April and uh, hoping to get a bunch of kids in for that. Good. Hey, we're going to continue our conversation again. David Casey, the owner and president of Milwaukee Baseball Academy, I remember walking into that building on Holton a number of years ago when they had just started and said, hey, you want to be a part of some of this stuff that I'm doing? And he's like, yeah, I, I would. And, and we had a chance to, to hang out in the studio uh, a number of days, and, and Dave Markson and, and David Casey and I, and we would uh, – We'd make fun of a couple of the boys that, uh, you know, he played baseball with, like Charlie Markson and Kevin James. But, you know what, we couldn't make too fun of them. They played at a really high level. So it's uh, doing a great job at Milwaukee Baseball Academy. And the people that uh, get involved and, and go over there and sit with David and sit with the people that are running that uh, get a really good feeling for, you know, their love of the game, what great teachers they are. And how they want their whole goal is to make you know your son or daughter a better softball or baseball player. And they are now moved. Uh, they are no longer on Holton. They're they're in in Menominee Falls, a really good centrally located uh, facility. Go to MilwaukeeBaseballAcademy.com to get more information. Again, we're going to hold David over for one more segment. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My guest is David Casey, owner, Milwaukee Baseball Academy. Hey, David, you know, when, when they shut down high school baseball for the most part here in the state, boy, I felt horrible for those seniors. You know, they, they, they spent their career looking forward to their senior year and that year of lasts. And uh, it got taken away. And I, I don't know about you, but because you deal with these kids more than I do, especially the, on the baseball side, you know, mentally, how did the kids you deal with, how did they, de- how did they work through that? Yeah, that was a tough blow, no doubt. Um, I, I'm not sure how I would have handled it, but these kids seem to handle it pretty good. You know, it seems like they, uh, you know, the kids that wanted to play still were able to stick around and find a place to play in the summer with my program or others but you know there's nothing like high school baseball so you know they it's a shame they missed out on that last season yeah it, it really was and and I felt uh felt bad for those kids we had a chance to talk to a number of them during uh the baseball show that we we're doing and it was it, it was heartbreaking for some of them because some of them were not going to be able to play at the next level all they had left in their in their baseball career was to play their senior year, and I, I just, uh, boy, I felt bad for those kids. 
Hey, what um, what changes uh, over the years have have you guys made at Milwaukee Baseball Academy, uh, either out of necessity or because you see that the game is changing a little bit? Um, and and do you like some of the changes that 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 are that seem to be being made? And and I don't know if it all trickles down from the professional level, but it seems to be like you know not a lot of not a lot of bunting going on. A lot of people are you know talking about you know, flight and uh, how far we can hit it. And, you know, it's it's going to be a, a three-run home run that's going to win the game. And I'm wondering if that trickles down to your level. Yeah, no, it does. It's um, there's, some, there's some things, and maybe this is just me getting older, but it just seems like the game uh, in general is not as maybe fundamentally sound sometimes um, as as what it maybe once was. So, you're right. Bunting in a lot of in a lot of ways is out of the out of the um, out of baseball at this point, um, and uh, it's just become a game of measurables. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, these kids get trained for better or for worse uh, to how hard can you throw, how hard can you hit the ball, how fast can you run, all this stuff. And you know what? You know, on, on the positive note, I think we're seeing. Um, the top end talent in Wisconsin is better than it's ever been, you know, yes. and there's proof of that. I mean, guys are in the big leagues now guys are right on the, on the getting drafted really high every year. Um, so I guess that's a positive side, but um, at, on the other end, um, baseball has moved away from, um, Hey, uh, what's a well-rounded player look like? Uh, it's more just, Hey, what's the projectability of a certain player, you know? How big, how tall, how hard does he throw? You know, not really looking at the total picture in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree with that. Hey, you had talked about Sam Keller and you talked about, you know, strength and conditioning um, over at Milwaukee Baseball Academy. Yeah, How important is that part of this? If a kid wants to, to, to get better and possibly play at the next level and then the next level after that, how important is it to have a guy like Sam who's got a certification as a personal trainer um, on staff being able to, to work kids out and get them uh, bigger, stronger, and faster? Yeah, it's a huge part of what we do. Um, I mean, every time one of our players comes in uh, for, a, for a scheduled class, they're going to get a lift or a workout in with Sam, too. Uh, that's how much we value it. Um, and, you know, Sam's writing up a, a schedule. Uh, a workout plan for our guys this year that's five days a week so we want them um you know we want them really falling in love with the weight room as much as possible and those are for our players who are you know in high school um and so it's become a game of you know how physical can you be uh, how strong how fast how explosive can you be and in order to do that you got to put the time in so um uh, you know, having Sam around and the kids love Sam and Sam has this unique ability to connect with these kids uh, and they love working with them and, and his, his workout plans really get results for them. Well, you know, he's got a big personality and he's not, you know what, he, he is engaging and he knows what he's doing. He's not asking these kids to do anything that he hasn't done a hundred times himself. And I think that that, you know, it's not like he read it on the internet on what he should do. And that's what, that's what, you know, he's thinking. So his mission is to get these kids bigger, stronger, faster. And I think they, they have to be. I know years ago, David, when I was coaching basketball, there was a, a lot of coaches that didn't believe in getting in the weight room. 
that they didn't believe they thought that was going to ruin some kid's shot and stuff like that. That that whole mindset has completely changed. And the same in baseball. You know, there wasn't 15 years ago. I don't think there's a lot of guys saying, look, you got to get bigger, faster, stronger. But now with with guys like Sam understanding what the important parts are in the weight room, it's not like you're going to let, let's have the kid bench press 300 pounds. That's where our goal is. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a whole different uh, skill set of getting kids to be stronger and bigger and faster to be better baseball players. Yeah. And it's, you know, baseball is an interesting um, game. Every, every single thing you do in baseball is a, a short explosive movement. You know, whether you're throwing a ball, it's just an explosion uh, of, of th- in the throwing motion, whether you're hitting, it's just a, a short explosion of hitting, whether you're getting a jump on a, on a, on a ball hit in the gap for an outfielder, it's a explosive uh, short sprint or stealing a base. Everything is just short and explosive. And, um, you know, there's no distance in anything. Um, so it's a unique kind of training for your muscles. You know, it's not training for football. It's not training for track and field. It's a, it's a totally different um, uh, way to train your body. So uh, Sam studies it a lot. He takes a lot of pride in it. And uh, I think we see that with our players as the results come out. Milwaukee Baseball Academy where you're going to want to go last question before we have to get out and then i think it goes right to what we've just been talking about uh, a number of years ago it was unusual to see a pitcher that would be throwing 94 95 96 that was really unusual and now every team's got three four guys like that yeah uh i mean I, in the big leagues you, you know you're every reliever that comes out of the pen seems to be mid to upper 90s um and I think that kind of goes back to, like you're saying, like the, um, the workout regimens, the long toss programs, uh, um, just the focus on um, maximization of everything you got. So yep. um, same hey, thing. We're seeing more home runs. Right? No doubt. Kind of the, all the way around. Uh, we're seeing just uh, more strikeouts and uh, – more home runs, and we're seeing more walks, but more strikeouts from pitchers. But hey, yeah. hey, David, I'm sorry to cut you off. We got to get out. We got we got a hard break. It was so good to catch up with you. Good luck, Milwaukee Baseball Academy. Again, MilwaukeeBaseballAcademy.com. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.